Well, this morning we are continuing in this series. We've been doing this last several weeks called Church Sins. So everybody look at your neighbor and say, Church Sins. Sounds kind of funny, doesn't it? It's like words that don't seem to really go together. And yet in this series, we have discovered that there really is such a thing as a church sin. It's just that we don't talk about these very much in church. Because a lot of times as Christians and in church circles, it's really easy for us to kind of point the finger at everybody else's sins. But we don't like it very much when people talk about our sins. And yet in this series, what we've decided to do is we've decided we're not going to look out the window at others, but instead we're going to look in the mirror at ourselves and we're going to begin to see the areas of our life that God would want to begin to change us. And we're going to look at even some of the small areas of our life. And instead of pointing out the speck in somebody else's eye, just like Jesus said, we're going to take the plank out of our own eye. We're going to yank the plank. So everybody say yank the plank. We're going to take the plank out of our own eye. And we've been looking at this powerful passage of Scripture here in 2 Corinthians chapter number 12. If you have your Bibles, why don't you go ahead and turn with me there this morning. You can also go there in your Bible app or your LifeGate app or in your notes or on the screen there or whatever. In fact, how many of you brought like a real paper Bible this morning? If you did, raise it up this morning. A couple. How many of you look at your Bible on your phone? How many do that this morning? How many of you look at it on your notes this morning. How many of you just say, hey, I just wait till it goes on the screen. I just follow along there. And we've been looking at this passage here in 2 Corinthians 12 and verse number 20. It says, Paul is writing and he's talking to the church people. And look what he says. He says, for I am afraid that when I come, I won't like what I find and you won't like my response. For I am afraid that I will find quarreling, jealousy, anger, selfishness, slander, gossip, arrogance and disorderly behavior. Here Paul talks about this list of sins and in this list of sins I've got to say that most of us would probably not put these sins that he talks about on our top 10 lists of sins. We'd probably put some stuff like adultery or we might put some stuff like sexual sins or drunkenness or murder and things like that and yet Paul says hey these are a big deal. You may not rank them as a big deal but they are still a big deal. In other words, basically, he says sin is sin and sin is destructive because it keeps us from what God has for our life. It causes us to miss God's mark for our lives. And so we got to get it out. Everybody say, get it out. Get it out. And we've decided in this series that we're going to be the kind of church that Jesus was talking about, that we're going to be a church without spot and without blemish, and that we are going to surrender every sin, even the ones that we might call the little church sins, completely to God. And over this series, we've just kind of gone down this list, and we've talked about each one, one by one. We talked about quarreling. We talked about jealousy. We talked about anger. Last week, Pastor John talked about selfishness. I got to say I listen to the podcast I'm selfish sometimes right and man that was a big one today now we're going to talk about a couple of them that we're going to kind of group together and I just got to just give you a, a warning here you just get ready all right just go ahead and get your steel toed boots out today because I'm going to stomp on some feet on some toes here today it's going to be a tough one because we're going to talk about this subject that is a big subject I think in our culture today we're going to talk about gossip and slander. So everybody just kind of whisper to your neighbor. Just go up to them and say, hey, I think you need to hear this one this morning. Come on. 
Gossip and slander. And you know, today is going to be kind of a tough subject. It's going to kind of hit us right where we're at. And so I thought if we're going to talk about something tough, we got to start off a little bit. Like, you know, like the song says, spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. I thought maybe we might have a little humor to kind of start this off. And so I, I, heard, about, I heard about these three pastors that uh, they went on a fishing trip and they had had a long, busy uh, weekend. And so they all get together and they're sitting by the river there and they're fishing and the fish aren't really biting. And so one of the pastors thought, hey, maybe I'll share my heart with the other pastors that are sitting here with me. And so he says, hey guys, you know, it's kind of rare that we get an opportunity to be among ourselves like this. And maybe this would be a good time we start kind of sharing some of our weaknesses and some of the sins that we struggle with with one another. So the first guy said, hey, all right, well, I'll tell you what I'm struggling with. He says, I need your help. He says, I got a drinking problem. Nobody at the church knows about it, but after a tough Sunday, man, I got a stash of liquor hidden in the basement, and I go down there, and I just drink my sorrows away, and if the church finds out about it, man, I'm going to get fired. The other guy says, well, you know, uh, that's pretty bad, but it's not as bad as me. He says, I got a gambling problem, and nobody knows about it, but one time I took the building fund money at the church, and I tried to double it at the casino, and I lost it all. And if the church finds out about it, they're not just going to fire me. They're going to kill me. The other guy's sitting there kind of, his legs are kind of shaking, and he's not saying very much. And the other guys look at him, and they think, man, this guy must be doing something really bad. And they said, so what's your struggle, pastor? And he says, guys, I got a gossip problem, and I can't wait to get up from here and go tell somebody about what I just heard. <laughs> I mean, no gossip is a big deal, right? Like, it's a big deal in our society today. In fact, I believe that we are a society that is addicted to gossip. I mean, you just look around. You just watch TV, programs like TMZ and Extra, and you just go down, you just go down the magazine aisle at the supermarket, and you see People Magazine and Hollywood Extra and all of these things, and everybody's keeping up with the Kardashians, and everybody's keeping up with what's going on on Facebook and on Instagram and on Twitter, and everybody wants to know the dirt. Like, like, we want to know what's the behind the scenes and what's going on and what's happening in the neighborhood or what's happening in the school or what's going on, the little dirty secret in the family or in the church. And it's like it's, like it's, it's kind of pleasing to our ears. I mean, you got to admit, right? Like when somebody starts telling something you know they're not supposed to be telling, your ears kind of perk up just a little bit, right? Come on, be in church. you're in church, you got to be honest. And this is what the scripture talks about in Proverbs 18 and verse 8. Look what it says. It says, the words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the innermost parts. Here's what the scripture is saying. In fact, one translation says it's like sweet candy. Everybody say sweet candy. It's like sweet candy, like the words of a gossip. It's like, it's like there's something that just kind of sucks us in, right? When we hear the gossip, it's like sweet to our ears. And, and I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because it makes us feel better about ourselves. Or, or maybe it's because maybe, you know, it makes us feel like kind of we have power over the situation. Like I know something that nobody else knows. Or maybe it's because we think, man, my life's just really boring. And so I got to find some some dirty stuff on somebody else to kind of spice things up. But the scripture says that it's it's sweet to our ears and yet it goes down inside and rots us from the inside out. Gossip is dangerous 
stuff. You see, so many times destruction comes from the words that we hear and the words that we speak. In fact, this is what James was talking about in James chapter 3 and verse number 5. Look what he says. He says, the tongue is a small thing. Everybody say small thing. A small thing that makes grand speeches. But a tiny spark can set a whole forest on fire. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness, corrupting your entire body and can set your whole life on fire. For it is set on fire by hell itself. See, sometimes we think, well, gossip's not really that big a deal. It's just some words that I say. But James says it is a big deal. Like even the little words that we speak, even the little things that we think is just kind of innocent and we kind of share those things that it's like a spark. And just even a a small spark can set an entire forest Ablaze, And here's the truth is that this little bitty flapping piece of flesh that's in our mouth can cause so much trouble. And we've seen it. I've seen it as a pastor so many times. How many times have I seen marriages destroyed? How many times have I seen relationships torn apart? How many times have I, have I seen churches ripped apart and divided by, by words that are spoken? Gossip and slander and rumors and negativity that can destroy so many lives. In fact, James said it like this. He said, the source of this stuff is hell itself. It's a big deal. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. So let's talk about it here this morning. In fact, what we're going to do, if you're taking notes today, we're just going to talk about three things. We're going to ask three questions about gossip, about slander, about the words that we say, and we're going to figure out how are we going to surrender this area of our lives to God. The first one we're going to look at, if you're taking notes, write this down, is what is it? Everybody say, what is it? What is it? What is gossip? Like, let's really get specific about it here today, and let's just kind of narrow it down with kind of a working definition of what gossip or what slander really is. Gossip and slander is simply this, passing on information when you are neither part of the problem or part of the solution. Now, think about your own life. Think about your conversations. Even in the last seven days, just think about this. Have you passed along information to someone else when you were neither part of the problem or part of the solution? Think about that. We do it all the time. Even Christians, we do it all the time. We just don't call it gossip. Here's what we call it. We call it prayer requests. Right? Anybody ever ever had one of those prayer requests like that before, right? And it's like, oh, we need to pray for so-and-so. I'm just telling you, I heard they were going through a struggle in their marriage. And, you know, I heard that his car was parked outside of so-and-so's house. And it was there all night. And we just really need to pray for them. Let's just really pray for them. Right? How many know what I'm saying? Right? And we spend 25 minutes talking about someone and two minutes praying for them. And let me just tell you something. If you're doing more time talking about someone else than you are to God about someone else, chances are you're gossiping. We do it in the form of concern. Oh, I'm just so concerned about so-and-so. Let me tell you about what I heard about them. And I just want to share this with you so that you can pray for them. Right? 
Or here's what we do. I've even done this one before. Just, just be honest. Admit if you've done this. We, we do what you might want to call like a compliment sandwich. Anybody ever done this before? Where you kind of go like say something good about someone and then say a whole bunch of bad stuff about them and then kind of end it up with another good thing and then we put in a little sandwich and we think, well, it's okay, right? Because I said two good things about him, right? Come on, like, oh, man, he's a good guy, and I really like him. He's really growing in the Lord. You know, I heard he was out all night gambling, and he's got an addiction to pornography. But he's a really good guy, and he's really growing in the Lord. How many ever done something like that? I'm exaggerating a little bit, but you know what I'm talking about. And here's what we do. We spread gossip when we, when we pass along information and we are neither part of the problem or part of the solution. And we do it all the time. I mean, just think about this in your conversations over the last few days. In fact, let's just have a little, a little test. We're going to do a little gossip test for whether my words are gossip or not. And there's just two things that you're going you're gonna to ask yourself. The first thing is... When I'm speaking, is the person that I'm speaking about present? If they're not present, chances are you might be gossiping about them. Let's take it a little bit deeper and get us where we're really all about. And this is, this is where it really hits home. Not only is the person that I'm talking about present, but would the conversation change if the person I'm talking about were present? Everybody say, ouch. That kind of that gets us right there, right? Because here's the deal. If we're talking about someone and they're not there and we're not part of the problem and not part of the solution, and if what we are saying or even how we are saying it would change if the person was standing right in front of us, the chances are it's gossip. So why is gossip so such a big deal? Why is it so destructive? Why is it so dangerous? What does it do? Everybody say, what does it do? That's number two. What does it do? Well, let's look at the scripture and see what the scripture has to say about gossip and slander and the words that we speak and how, how destructive they are. The first one that it does is that letter A is it stirs up problems. You know, we talked about this earlier in this series when we talked about quarreling. And you might remember how Paul said, let there be no divisions among you. Guess what causes divisions among the body of Christ? Guess what causes divisions in relationships, in families, in your office? Guess what it is that causes and keeps these divisions going? What is it? It's our mouths. It's the words that we say. In fact, think about this. Just think about a time when maybe somebody was, did something that made you angry and you're mad at them. And think about this. The more you talk about that person or the more you talk about the situation, what happens? The more mad you get about it. Isn't that true? And so you talk about it and you're mad. You talk about it. And the more you talk about it, the more angry you get, right? And then what happens is the person that you're talking to about it, they start to get angry with you. Like, man, let's just all go get them. You know what I'm saying? And what does it do? Like in your family or in a church or in a a business situation or what any kind of relationship, what does it do? The more I talk about it, the more angry I get about it. And then the people I'm talking to get angry about it too. And what happens? We start dividing and we all... Take, time, uh, take sides and before long you've got these quarrels and these fights and these divisions among you and the scripture says let there be no divisions among you. The more we talk about it, the more we add wood to the fire. In fact, this is what Proverbs says in Proverbs 26 and verse 20 that a fire goes out without wood and quarrels disappear when gossip stops. Some of you guys, your life is full of drama. Your family's full of drama. Your workplace is full of drama. And here's the reason. It's your words. 
It's your mouth. It's the gossip, the rumors. It's the, it's the things, the negativity that we spread around that stirs up conflict and strife. Look at the second one. What does gossip do? It separates friends. Look what the scripture says in Proverbs 16 and 28. It says, a troublemaker plants seeds of strife and gossip separates the best of friends. Think about this in your own life. You ever been angry at somebody because of something they said about you? Ever been angry at somebody because of something you thought they said about you and they didn't even say? And here's the thing, is you can have close relationships that can be destroyed when gossip begins to enter in to the equation. Look at this one, the third one, letter C. Here's what gossip does. Gossip reveals character. The truth of the matter is, this morning, is that what we say, the words that come out of our mouth, really reveal who we truly are. In fact, James talked about this in James chapter 3 and verse 2. He says, For whoever controls their tongue is perfect. Everybody say perfect. Is perfect and could also control themselves in every other way. You know that word perfect right there? You know what that that word means if you study it in the Greek? It actually means mature. It actually could even mean healthy. Here's what James is saying. James is saying that here's how we identify our spiritual health or maturity by the words that come out of our mouth. The things that we say identify where we're at spiritually, how healthy we are. It's like when you go to the doctor and you're not feeling good and you're like, doctor, my body's not feeling good, make me feel better. What do they do? They say, stick out your tongue. Let me look at your tongue. And by looking at your tongue, they can determine what's wrong with your body. And here's the deal. Here's what James is saying. James is saying, if you're having problems controlling your tongue, it's not really a tongue problem. You know what it is? It's a heart problem. It's about what's going on down in here. Jesus said it like this. He said that your words are a window into your heart. Look what he said in Matthew 12, 34. He says, for out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Whatever's coming out of my mouth, guess what it is? It's revealing what's going on in my heart. It's like a sponge. You know, if I had a sponge, and I had that sponge filled with water, and I squeezed that sponge, what's going to come out of the, of the sponge? Water. Why? Because that's what was in it, right? Like if I squeeze the sponge and it's filled with water, Dr. Pepper's not going to come out. Why? Because there's water in there, right? And here's the thing. Whatever's coming out of our, of our mouth... It's because of what's down inside of our heart. And some of us go, well, I was just stressed, or I just was going through a tough time, or I just, and I was squeezed, and so that's not really me. That's just why that came out. And no, 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 here's the problem, is whatever's coming out of your mouth is revealing what's happening down in your hearts. And if you're having problems with with spreading rumors and gossip and lies and negativity and uh, slander and all these kind of things, here's what it's revealing. It's revealing what's going on down in here. And let me tell you something else today. If you're, if you're around some people that constantly are constantly sucking you into the gossip and the, all that kind of stuff, you know what that's revealing? It's revealing the kind of people that you're hanging out with. See, it's, it's, it's what's in the heart is what comes out. In fact, uh, Jesus said it like this in Matthew 9, 15 and 19. He says, for from the heart comes evil thoughts and murder and adultery and all sexual immorality, lying and theft and slander. Where does this stuff come from? It comes from what's happening in our hearts. What does gossip do? It reveals character. Look at the next one. What does gossip do? 
This, I think, is the, is the most scary one of all. It removes us from the presence of God. Because here's the thing here this morning where gossip and slander and lies and unhealthy and unhelpful and unholy words, where those are present, let me tell you, God is not present. In fact, this is what the scripture says about it in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 29. He says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And look what he says in verse 30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Here, here's what this is saying. It's saying, hey, when you speak words that are unwholesome, when you speak words that are unhelpful, when there is gossip or slander or any of these kind of words present, here's what it's saying. It says it grieves the Holy Spirit of God. One translation says it breaks God's heart. God can't stand it when, that, when gossip is present, when slander is present, when lies are present, when, when unwholesome words are coming out of our mouth. It grieves and breaks the very heart of God. You see, God hates gossip. In fact, the scripture says in Proverbs 6 and verse 16, it says that there are six things that the Lord hates. No, seven that he detests. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that kill the innocent, a heart that plots evil, feet that race to do wrong, a false witness who pours out lies, a person who sows discord in the family. Here's what it says. God hates this stuff. And why does he hate this stuff? Because he loves us. He loves the people that we're talking about or that we're listening to being talking about. Guess what? Those people are God's children. And Jesus gave his life for them. And he loves this church. And he loves his church. And he would never want there to be any kind of discord or anger or struggles in the church. And so he hates anything that would bring division among his church and among his people. And so when gossip and lies and slander and unwholesome words are present, God cannot place his presence or his blessing upon it. You ever wonder why some churches struggle or some businesses struggle or some families are struggling? And it's because, of, it's because of this very issue where these things are, God is not. In fact, Paul talks about it right here in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 10. And it's interesting because Paul names some stuff that we would probably say these are on like the top 10 bad sins. And then right there with it. He names, he names gossip and slander. Look what he says in verse 10. He says, Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? And do not be deceived, neither the, sexual immoral, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor, look at this word, slanderers or swindlers will what? Will inherit the kingdom of God. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable that God takes this just as seriously as he does idolatry and adultery and sexual immorality. He says, when we speak these kind of words, guess what's going to happen? We're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. But then he gives us good news and he says, and that's how some of you were. But you were washed and you were sanctified and you were justified by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. Guess what? Some of us, this is the way we used to be and the way we used to talk. But when God comes into our lives, he changes us from the inside out. So let's talk about it. 
We know what it is. We know what it does. How do we get rid of it? How do we make sure that this area of our life, how do we make sure that our tongues are completely surrendered to God? What do we do about it? That's your third thing there. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to just commit ourselves to every time that we speak, in every conversation, here's what we're going to do. We're going to think. Everybody say think. We're going to think before we speak. And before you open your mouth to say anything, here are just three questions that you can ask yourself before you speak. The first one is this, if you're writing this down. Is what I'm about to say, is it helpful or is it hurtful? Before I even speak, I'm going to ask myself, hey, before I say this, is this helpful or is it hurtful? In fact, this is what Paul was talking about in this passage that we already looked at, looked at in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. And here's what you have to remember is that Paul was this kind of person that we're talking about. Like, he was a guy, if you know Paul, before he came to Christ, he went around spreading rumors and spreading lies about Christians. He went around spreading gossip and slander, even to the point where Christians were being killed because of the things that Paul was saying. And then Paul says, but God changed my life, and I'm no longer that same person that I once was. And look what he writes in verse 29. He says, so don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Paul says, here's going to be the standard. Here's what I'm going to ask myself. Here's going to be the filter that I put on my life before I say anything. I'm going to ask myself, is it helpful or is it hurtful? Now, see, here's what most of us do is instead of having the filter of is it helpful or is it hurtful, here's what we do. We have the filter of is it truth or is it not truth? And so we go, hey, you know, it's true. I mean, I said it. I know, but it's true. I know it hurts somebody's feelings, but it's true. Or we say just saying, just saying, just seems like that just makes it all better, right? And it's like, it's like truth like kind of gives us this license to just say anything to anybody that we want. And here's the deal. Paul doesn't say that the filter, is it true or is it not true? He says the filter is, is it helpful or is it hurtful? In fact, if you're taking notes, you might write this down. Everything that we say should be true, but not everything that is true should be said. Come on, that's good. Hashtag good preaching on that. That's good. <laughs> Because here's the deal. Here's what we do. We go, well, I said something. I know I hurt their feelings or I spread this or whatever. But it's true, so it's okay. And that's not the filter. It's not, is it true or is it not true? Is it helpful or is it unhelpful? Is it helpful or is it hurtful? And here's the deal. If I go through that filter, then here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to speak words of life. I'm going to speak words that are helpful. And yes, I can put it through the filter of if it's true, then hey, I, you know, I shouldn't speak anything that's not true. But I can go through the filter of yes, it's true. And yes, it would be helpful. And then if it is helpful, then here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to speak it in a way that will be helpful. Because sometimes something's true and it's helpful. But we say it in such a way that it's hurtful. And, and Paul teaches us that we're going to speak the truth, but here's how we're going to speak it. We're going to speak it what? In love. In fact, he says it like this in Colossians 4 and verse 6. He says that we should let our conversations always be full of grace. Everybody say full of grace. Full of grace and seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone. 
Here's what he says. We're going to put this filter on our lives. We're going to ask this question before I even before I even have a conversation. Is this helpful or is it hurtful? And I'm going to speak in such a way that is full of grace, seasoned with salt. What does that mean? Well, what do you put salt on something to make it taste better, make it more palatable? And here's what we do. When I speak words, I'm going to speak with, with grace and with kindness and with, wor- with love. And I'm going to season every word that I speak with salt. And I'm going to put it through the filter. Is it helpful or is it hurtful? Number two, write this one down. Letter B. Is it public or is it private? Am I taking something that is private and making it public? In fact, here's what the scripture says about that in Proverbs 11 and verse 12. It is foolish to belittle one's neighbor. A sensible person will keep quiet. Everybody say, keep quiet. A sensible person will keep quiet. A gossip goes around telling secrets, but those who are trustworthy can what? Can Keep a confidence. Here's what I'm going to do. Before I even open my mouth and speak, here's what I'm going to ask myself. Is this something that needs to be said? Is this something that is private or is this something that can be made public? Because here's the thing is that people's lives are at stake. And I've seen it before. You know, as a pastor, we always say this around here at LifeGate that whatever is said in life group stays in life group, right? And there's a reason for that. Because when you get together with your life group, you can share and you can open up. And it should be a safe place to share struggles and to really share prayer requests and actually pray about those prayer requests with one another and not just sit around and gossip. And, you know, I've seen this before. The reason we have that rule is because I've seen this. I've seen people who shared things in, a, in, in confidence and in, and in keeping with some, in, in somebody's confidence. And then it gets shared with somebody else and then feelings are hurt and families are destroyed and marriages are hurt. And it's all because we took something that should have been kept private and we made it public. We've got to be careful about this, especially... In today's day and age with social media, Facebook, Twitter, you know, it's easy to just go on there and just share it. We never pick up the phone and call 300 people and tell them something, but we do it all the time on Facebook and on Twitter and on things like that. And here we got to be careful with this stuff because people's lives are at stake and our own reputations are at stake. In fact, the scripture says it like this in Proverbs 29 and verse 9. It says, when arguing with your neighbor, don't betray another person's secret or others may accuse you of gossip and you will never regain your good reputation. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to put every word that we say through this filter. Is it helpful or is it hurtful? Is it public or is it private? Number three, you ready for this? I mean, if you hadn't been offended in this message yet, just get ready because you're going to be offended now because I'm an equal opportunity offender. I'm just saying, get ready. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to ask ourselves this. Am I permitting someone else to gossip? See, some of you are sitting here going, I'm not gossiping. This is not even like, this sermon is not even for me because I don't do that kind of stuff. I don't spread gossip. But you know what we do? Instead, we sit around and listen to it and we permit it. You know what? It's just as bad to listen to gossip as it is to spread it. In fact, that's what Proverbs is talking about in Proverbs 17 and verse 4. It says, wrongdoers easily listen to gossip and liars pay close attention to slander. Here's what that's saying. It's saying, hey, guess what? What you permit, you promote. You go, well, you know. 
When you, when you sit around and maybe you're not spreading it or maybe you're not, you're not saying anything but you're listening to it, guess what you're doing? You're participating in it. And if you're permitting it, basically what you're doing is you're putting your stamp of approval on it and saying it's okay. Because what you permit, you promote. And so here's what we're going to do. We're going to decide, hey, I'm not going to spread stuff. I'm also not going to listen to it. In fact, I'm going to even take the bar even and set it higher. I'm not even going to hang around with people who participate in this kind of stuff. In fact, Proverbs says it like this. Look at this verse, Proverbs 20 and verse 19. A gossip goes around telling secrets, so don't even hang around with those chatterers. Don't you just love the way it says it? Like, don't even be around those people. And I know what you're saying. You're going, well, Pastor, I can't help it. Like, you don't know the people I work with, and I have to go to work. You don't know my family, and, you know, I got to be around my family. I just, I can't get away from these people, so I'm just going to help you. Anybody want some help on this this morning? We're just going to get real practical, put it down, like take the cookies, put them on the bottom shelf so that everybody can reach them this morning, all right? Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you some practical advice, and I'm going to give you three things to help you with this, all right? The first one is very gentle. Some of you are here this morning, and you just got a very gentle personality, and so this one's going to be for you. The second one is a little bit more direct. I know some of you just kind of like to get right to the point. And then the third one's got a little attitude, you know, and so I'm just going to, some of y'all, I know you got a little attitude, so here's, here's what we're going to do. The first one is for those of you gentle folks in the place. It's just going to be gentle and kind. Here's what you're going to do. When somebody comes to you wanting to share the latest juicy, secret of gossip or spread it around or whatever. Here's what you're going to do. You're just going to look at them very gently and very lovingly and you're going to say, you know, if so-and-so knew that we were talking about them and about this, I don't think they would appreciate that. So let's just not talk about that. How many think you could do that? Like, just in a nice, gentle, I know some of you sweet ladies are like, yeah, that's the way I'll do it, right? Now, some of you, though, are a little, a little more direct, all right? And so those of you that are a little more direct, if that's you, raise your hand. Come on, a little more direct. Here's what you're going to do. When someone comes to you with gossip, here's what you're going to do. You're going to look at them, and you're going to say, have you talked to them about this? In fact, that's what, that's what Jesus said in Matthew 18 that we ought to do. If you have a problem with someone, go directly to that person, not to anybody else and talk. So you just look at them very directly and say, hey, I think you need to go talk to them about it and don't talk to me about it. All right? Now, some of you, you got some attitude. So everybody, let's do a little attitude. You got to bob your head a little bit like this. Get your finger. little shenane going on. Like, look at your neighbor. Just... Right, right? And here's what you're going to do. In fact, you're going to have to practice this. So everybody just look at your neighbor and do this with me right now. All right? Bob your head a little bit. Get your hand going like this. And you're going to say, no, 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 no. Come on. Just tell them, no, 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 no. We ain't going to go there because if you'll talk about them, you'll turn around and talk about me. Come on. You a little attitude. Here's what we're going to do. I promise you today, I promise you, if you'll do one of these three things, it won't be long and people won't be bringing the gossip to you. <laughs> and here's what we're going to decide. See, see, here's what this whole message is really all about here this morning. Words matter. Your words matter. My words matter. In fact, the scripture says in Proverbs that life and death are in the power of of the tongue. In fact, Jesus said it like this in Matthew. Look, look what he says in, in Matthew chapter 12, and verse 36. He says, I tell you this, you must give an account on the day of judgment for every idle word that you speak. And the words that you say will either acquit or condemn you. Here's the deal. One day, you're going to stand before God. And when you stand before him on that day, you're going to have to be accountable for every word that you spoke. And I believe we're even going to be accountable for every 
word that we listen to. And on that day, when I stand before God, I don't want to be condemned by my words, but instead I want God to look at me and be able to say that the words that you spoke were words of life. And let it be said about me that if I spoke about someone else, it was life-giving, it was encouraging, it was lifting up, that my words were helpful and not hurtful, that I was able to keep things that are supposed to be kept in confidence, that I used my words to build up and not tear down, that I became the person uh, that God wanted me to be, his vessel that he could speak through. Because here's the deal, is that God is a speaking God, and there is power in his words. He spoke the word, and this world was created into existence, and his power of his words flowed through the power of my words. And so one day when I stand before God, I want God to be able to say, well done, good and faithful servant. You used your words to build my kingdom and to build people for the kingdom and the glory of God. And I get a little excited about that this morning. And here's the deal. Man, here's the deal. You know what the Christian faith is all about? It's about the gospel. You know what that word gospel means? It means good news. In America and in this world today, we have gotten so addicted to the bad news. We get sucked into all the drama and the gossip and this is happening in the office and this is happening in Hollywood and this is happening in Washington and this is going around in the church. And we get sucked into the bad news. And here's the deal, man. We're not about the bad news. Here's what we're about. We're about the good news. Let it be said that our lives represented the good news of Jesus Christ that every word that we speak and that every word that we hear, that, that instead of getting so sucked in, instead of getting so interested in all the bad stuff, man, when there's a scandal, man, we just want to know about it and hear about it. When there's something going on, man, we want to know about it and hear it. No, no, let us get our minds and our eyes and our hearts so focused upon the good news of Jesus Christ that we don't even care about the scandal. We don't even care about the gossip. We don't even care about the bad news because our lives are are so focused on and surrounded by the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So our words, they matter. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. We're going to decide today. I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to think before I speak. I'm going to put a guard over my mouth. And before I even engage in conversation, is it helpful or is it hurtful? Is it public or is it private? Am I participating? Am I allowing others to gossip? And if so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close my mouth and I'm going to close my ears and I'm going to open my eyes to be focused upon Jesus Christ.